0: To this week's episode of the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Marshall, and today we are celebrating two things on the show. So the first is this is the hundred and fiftieth original episode of Better Than Fine. Now, if you go off and look on Spotify, you're going to see that there's 50 episodes available, and that's because it's the fiftieth episode since I came over to the NASM Podcast Network and we reset the show. But 150 original episodes over three years. Uh, Shout out to the original listeners who has been on this ride since February 2020. Uh, It's a labor of love for me every week. And the second thing is that just this past weekend, just a few days ago from when we are recording, it was Earth Day. And I want to celebrate those two things by spinning a thread, by sharing a yarn with you about something near and dear to my heart, going to play outside. But first, before we get to that, I got a little something I want to share with you. The National Academy of Sports Medicine, NASM, the producer of the show, well, they have a wellness coaching certification that was built by experts in sleep, stress, coaching, neuroscience, movement, and positive psychology, a world-class program in how do you actually help someone to make sustainable change in their lives instead of just telling them what to do, which we actually know for motivation research does not work. So that certification is currently 50% off over at NASM's website. And listeners to this show can get an additional $600 off with the code MarshallCWC. It's my last name, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-C-W-C. You'd go over to NASM.org, click Wellness at the top, use the promo code M-A-S-R-H... Let's try that one again. M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-C-W-C for an additional $600 off the current discounted price. You know it's going to be a good episode when I can't even spell my own last name. So let's get to it. The great outdoors. I grew up on a dirt road in a town with more cows than people. And my two brothers and I pretty much spent many, 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 many many days running around outside getting dirty. And as a kid, I also remember learning about Earth Day at school. You know, we do like little craft projects. I remember one year we did a whole big unit on like the water cycle. And I think the intention was to give me an education and an appreciation for our planet as a whole. But if I really think about it, my appreciation for those things doesn't only come from learning science, which obviously I love science. You you know, if you listen to the show, it came from a direct contact with nature, Now, as adults, a lot of times when we experience Earth Day, we talk about Earth Day, it's become this advocacy holiday, right? It's important that we think about and consider our impact on our planet, right? No conservation, no change in our trajectory, no us. But I also know as a positive psychology practitioner that the way that we get people to make change isn't by lecturing them. It's by experiences that change our perspective. One of the major pillars in positive psychology is this idea that just like fitness you have to do it for it to work. Right? You don't get stronger by thinking about picking up heavy stuff. You pick up heavy stuff. You don't build well-being by thinking about well-being. You do practices that build well-being. So the way I learned to love being outside wasn't earth day class at school. It was being outside. <laughs> So just like my childhood, this episode is structured. I'm going to give you scientific information about being outdoors and well-being, and I want to share with you some evidence-based practices that you can go off and take this outside. So one of those suggestions to the jump before even digging the science, put in your earbuds, go for a walk while you're listening to it. Uh, You'll hear all the reasons why. That's a good idea. And then hopefully you can take some of the suggestions later in the episode into your life. Cool? Cool. Let's start with that good old science, because you know I love good old science. Let's talk about some research. Time spent outside has been shown at the baseline to improve your mood. So in a 2013 study by McCarran and Murado, 20,000 people, I think it's really cool how they did this study. So people would download an app. This is 20,000 people in the United Kingdom, in the UK download the app and it would give you a push notification, a ping, like, hey, check in, how are you doing? How is your well-being?" And well over a million data points of check-ins, over 20,000 people, it's just this body of data where you're checking in on someone's in the moment, like what are you doing right now and how do you feel? It also would geolocate, like where are you? What's the time of day? What's the weather? Like all of this other publicly available data of the circumstances of that person who's saying how they're doing and what they're doing and what they found was that participants in the study were substantially happier when they were in green spaces than when they were either indoors or in urban environments, when you controlled for things like age or weather or employment status, like all these other variables that it could be. If you match the people who were kind of same, same, the people who were outside more frequently were happier. And over time, those people who were consistently outside more frequently had this greater overall well-being. So that sets us this nice stage of just quick data points and checkpoints like, hey, the people who are outside are just generally in a better mood, like a better headspace. So then let's keep digging. Let's pull this another layer down. So there's a, a review of all available published data about this topic, the outdoors and well-being, published in 2015 in the international journal of wellbeing. And it starts with covering this whole bunch of information. I'm going to break down for you. I'm about to give you a ton of reasons why you want to go play outside. Are You ready? Here we go. In the short term, just brief contact with nature. Just go outside for a quick walk, boost your positive emotion, Um, Even for people with anxiety, depression, like other mood disorders, so people who maybe have a psychological diagnosis, just going outside gives you that little like boop to your mood. Cool. In the long term, people who regularly get outside have greater senses of meaning and purpose regardless of their age. So everybody gets this boost to like feeling connected and that our lives have meaning and purpose. Cool. So little boop to your mood greater feeling and purpose, greater feelings of autonomy. Like you get a say in your own life, you feel more free. And I think this one's cool. People feel more like their authentic selves. So if you think about like in normal, everyday, like human world, we all have roles that we have to play, things that we're expected to do and be. But when you get outside for a while, it's just you and the plants, right? It's just you and the trees, And there's no one that the trees expect you to be. And then you get to just be you, whoever that is. So that feeling of spending more time as your authentic self improves overall well-being. And, you know, we're in a world right now where people are struggling with authenticity. They're struggling with showing up in the world. They're struggling with anxiety, depression, mental health. That's huge. If all you got to do is spend some time in the woods to feel a bit more better. All right. People feel more aware. They feel more energized, more connected with themselves and their bodies. That's the cocktail for increased vitality, right? A sense of energy and like the zhuzh in your life. And if you listened to the Power of Awe episode from December of 2022, and take a whole deep dive into self-transcendent emotion, right? Like feelings that are, that we are greater than ourselves, that we're part of something bigger. And awe is one of those self-transcendent emotions. It's the most powerful of them. Awe is very difficult to induce, which has made it really hard to study. One of the only non-chemical ways to induce awe is getting into nature, especially like big nature, like Grand Canyon, the redwood trees, um, you know, Yellowstone, Yosemite, where you can feel your size compared to the epicness of the landscape. All right. So we've got uh boost to your mood, more meaning, regardless of your age, a greater sense of autonomy, a greater sense of self, building vitality, awe, self-transcendence. I got two more from this one review to unpack on you. Stress reduction and improved cognitive function. So if you think about where stress lives in the body, it's really, its control center is the central nervous system. And going outside helps to re-regulate your central nervous system. And then number two, because you're better regulated, you're in a better mood, you feel more like yourself, you're more productive because it's easier to focus, you can get stuff done, and then you're more satisfied because you got more stuff done. So all that sounds pretty dang good to me. Hopefully it sounds good to you. That's your scientific review. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Marshall, and this is my little love song episode in honor of Earth Day and the 150th episode of Better Than Fine to go outside, my love letter to the outdoors. So I want to give you three ways that you might consider getting yourself out there. Because if you're somebody who doesn't already get outside, I can remember as a kid, even though I played outside a lot as a teenager, I thought like going for walks was dumb. I've talked about this on the show before. And now I know all these reasons why like, oh, it's actually really, really good for my overall well-being and my experience of being a person, like a human. So if you need some ideas to get you moving, here we go. The first comes from Japan. So in 1982, the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries introduced the term Shinrin-yoku, forest bathing. The population was moving into urban centers, they were spending less time in nature, and the Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries wanted to encourage people to reconnect. So Shinrin-yoku is a mindfulness practice of immersing oneself into a forest environment and since that time, they've got research showing us, well, what happens? What happens when you mindfully go into the forest? Here we go. Improved overall cardiovascular, metabolic, and immune system function. So like, it's better for your heart, it's good for your hormones, it's good for your immune system. Lowered inflammation, improved mood, and an alleviation of the short-term anxiety and depressive symptoms. All of that comes from a 2019 study. Now, this is another cool one. i Clearly, I like the methodology of all of this, right? The mechanism. How do we test this? How do we know? So one study tested salivary cortisol. So that's a mouth swab that's looking for stress hormones. So you got a group of people. They swab everybody. Half of the group goes into Shinrin-yoku. Half of them go into forest bathing. And half of them just like do whatever they were going to do anyway. Then when the people come out of the forest at a certain time, you mouth swab everybody again. And the people who'd been in the forest lower cortisol. Their acute stress response, central nervous system again, right? Like your central nervous system regulates stress. That acute stress response improved compared to all the normies, the people who were just like going about their life. I think that's really cool. (laughs) Um, So forest bathing helps with your acute stress response. And a study published in 2020 showed that adults with hypertension, so they've got high blood pressure, heart disease, they spend time forest bathing, lowers their blood pressure, improves resting heart rate, improves heart rate variability, which is a sign of stress, and their perceived quality of life. So their own subjective perception of how you doing gets better because they spent time in the forest. So how do you practice forest bathing? Well, it's a mindfulness practice. So the first thing you need is mindfulness, right? Am I present in the moment I'm in? Am I communing with what's around me? And obviously like a green environment, right? The forest, the woods. And there are studies that show that this kind of mindfulness practice in other natural environments works. It doesn't have to be a forest. Like I love the desert. My favorite national park is Joshua Tree. So get out there, observe nature, no phone, no distraction, connect with your surroundings. And I've got an example of this from today. So almost every morning I go for a walk as long as the weather is cooperating. My preferred walk is in the woods. So since last weekend, because I was traveling last week, all the greenery has popped up. And along the ground are these little spider webs. These ground spiders kind of built a neighborhood in the greenery. And because we had fog last night, the dew had settled into them. And they just looked so beautiful and cool. And the birds are singing. And the sun's in the fog. And I just felt so fully present and satisfied just looking at spiderwebs like I was a little kid. <laughs> and having that appreciation. I get to see that. And that's really cool. Clearly I'm a nerd for the outdoors. Okay, so. Shinrin yoku forest bathing. Forgive my Japanese mispronunciation. I did my best. Next, on our internationally inspired outdoor tour. Try saying that four times fast. Plogging. The word plogging is a combination of the Swedish words for jogging and to pick up. So what are you picking up? You're picking up trash. So ploggers, with a P, gather in groups with garbage bags, they set out a route and they run along the route cleaning up the garbage together. There are a lot of layered benefits to wellness and well-being here, so I'm gonna break some of them down for you real fast. You have all the benefits of being outdoors, I've already said in this episode. You have all the benefits of exercise that we talk about on this show all the ding, ding time. You have all the benefits of being in a group of like-minded people doing the same activity as you, which causes you to feel a sense of connection and wholeness. It can combat loneliness. And according to motivation research, when you tie your activities to a sense of meaning, purpose, or service, you're more likely to do them consistently. So plogging then becomes more than just another workout. It becomes this act of service to environment, connection to community, a tool for building well-being. And literally all you got to do is get people together with some garbage bags. Now, if you're like me, I live in the middle of nowhere. Just absolutely nobody around. Um, Little town, 400 people, upstate New York. We don't have like a plogging group, but I get friends to come over. Not all of them can run. So we go for a walk. And we just pick up trash as we go because it makes us feel good. The neighbors appreciate it like everybody's better. Or if you're in a major urban environment, there's plogging clubs. You could start a meetup, like get it going, work on it together. You're listening to the Better Than Fine Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Marshall, and this is my ode to the great outdoors. My love letter to all of the aspects of well-being that come with getting outside. So let's say you live in an urban environment and forest bathing is not an option for you. Let's say that you aren't able to run or that your circumstances prevent you from the other two practices. I lived in Brooklyn for 12 years. I have a chronic illness. I know what it's like to listen to somebody give advice. You're like, I literally can't do that. This feels unfair. So, is that you? This one's for you. What else could you do? Grow something. Even if you live in a little apartment and you don't have access to outdoor space, You can get a low-light plant or you can get a a grow light. 10, 15 years ago, grow lights were really expensive to run. They jacked up your electricity bill. Now they're LEDs. They're cheap on Amazon. They barely cost anything to the electricity bill. So there's ways to get around it if you don't have outdoor space and light access. It doesn't matter if it's veggies or flowers. It doesn't matter if it's a yard or a window box. Growing something helps you feel more connected to nature, even if you're indoors. It gives us a sense of achievement, of connection, of appreciation, all measured. And behavior studies have shown that even casual community gardeners, they see their little patch of dirt as a stress relieving refuge. And this one's cool, those casual plant nurturers, those little gardeners, they do more health promoting behaviors outside of the garden. So let me say that another way. When you give a patch of dirt to a person to grow plants in, they take better care of themselves because they're taking care of those plants, which I think is wild. People are so weird and cool and fascinating. So if you're someone who's struggling to take better care of yourself, go grow something and it will create a positive feedback loop. Growing something has been shown to reduce anxiety and depression to boost mental health. And yes, growing in the great indoors has also been shown to have these effects along with improving life satisfaction, creativity, productivity, and even mitigate the symptoms of PTSD. So you don't need to live in a big natural forest or next to some, you know, huge garden. You don't have to move to a farm. You can bring it to you. I said a moment ago, I lived in Brooklyn for 12 years. Most of that time was spent in neighborhoods that didn't have great supermarkets they definitely have a starbucks all of those neighborhoods all had community gardens and chances are if you're living in an urban environment in north america which is just where most of our listeners are no shade to anyone outside of north america you might not have your own outdoor access but you can still get access to the outdoors and i'll tell you those gardens always need volunteers they always need help so me right now i'm volunteering at the local community garden, not to grow food for myself, but our local food pantry is really struggling because the price of food is so high. And they've also had a big increase in demand that they've been struggling to meet. So it's eating away their endowment to try to keep up with demand and the price of food. So I'm gonna be spending my summers growing food in the local community garden for the food pantry. So you can add layers of service to this and really up your ante for yourself and for your community and boost resilience together. So take a take a page out of that plogger book. Maybe you can play in the dirt to benefit other people instead. Which is all to say. Where are we going with all this? Well, here's where we're going. Earth Day isn't only about our negative or positive impact on our world. I think Earth Day could also be on the world's impact on us. It is not just an opportunity to reflect all the wonderful things the planet brings to our lives and the challenges that we brought to the planet but it's also a chance for you to experience the world directly because like i said in the beginning it's through experiences that we change our thinking and behavior through connection with the natural world we can foster the sense that we are part of a greater whole And through this research, we know that it benefits us, our mood, our quality of life, our outlook, our sense of purpose and meaning and well-being overall. And with a lot of people needing a boost, that's a pretty big boost in my worldview, hopefully yours too. Of course, I would love to hear any feedback, thoughts, reflections, your own love of the great outdoors. So you can find me on uh, my email. It's info at Darlene.coach. Instagram, I'm Darlene.coach. I've also got a Substack where I take many of these practices and turn them into articles if you need a little reinforcement on how to use this stuff. Uh, And if you're a fan of the show, I hope that you've subscribed. I hope you like this episode. Uh, Leave your comments, of course. And if you share the show, go ahead and tag me so I know you're out there. Sharing the show is my love language because that's how the show is going to grow. Thank you. Be well and get outside.